Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Redestein tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Mather Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Mather Show on Fox Sports Radio. So some days you come in here and you're like, eh. I don't know. Is it really a lead story? We're in the middle of an apocalypse, but we got one. We got one. And don't worry. I have my body armor on. I am getting ready to jump on the unicycle and take a trip down the third rail, my man, the third rail. And don't worry. I will be juggling hand grenades while we go down the third rail. Uh, A long time NFL player who has set some records in his career is in the middle of a mini firestorm. Now, I don't want to go full firestorm. We're talking about Deshaun Jackson, if you have not been paying attention here and you've just kind of been in the dark living in a vacuum or something like that. Perhaps you have not heard about this, so I'll give you the the brief recap here, uh, the thumbnail version. So it was a whirlwind day of sorts for the embattled Philadelphia Eagle receiver. Now, Jackson, uh, you talk about doing damage to yourself – He was called out by a series of anti-Semitic postings on social media. 
Apparently, he's been doing this for some time. Finally became an issue. He used a quote that claimed it was, he claimed it was from Hitler. Like people have said it's not from Hitler, but he attacked the Jewish community. And then it did not reach full Drew Brees status. But I will say I was surprised that we got not one but two apologies. Breeze issued three apologies, and his wife apologized. I don't know if Deshaun Jackson is married or not. Uh, and it did. this did not generate near the backlash that the Breeze story got. He was called a bigot for supporting patriotism and standing up for the flag. Deshaun, he issued a near two-minute video trying to explain the post and attempting to apologize. Now, my favorite part in an apology, he says, my post was definitely not intended for anybody of any race to feel any type of way, especially the Jewish community. Uh, What I posted, Jackson said, I definitely didn't mean it to the extent that you guys took it. See, you're the problem. You took it to... He was just making a reference to what he thought was Hitler. Can't we please just allow that to happen? What's wrong with you? How dare you? Uh, Well, that went over like a ton of bricks because... Wait a minute. So the guy apologized and said, you guys took it the the wrong way. So then, of course, we had the next apology, which is this is actually the reverse of Drew Brees because Drew Brees issued a written apology And then he had to issue a video apology because people didn't like the written apology. Well, this is is the opposite. So Deshaun did a video on the gram. That didn't go over well. And so then he had to issue a written apology later in the day. And in that, he claimed that he apologized to the Eagles owner, Jeffrey Lurie, and the GM, Howie Roseman, who are both Jewish, and claimed he is going to meet with a rabbi or talk to a rabbi in the Philadelphia area and says, he's already done that. And the old uh, you know, BS about sensitivity training and all that. Uh, so it's essentially, hey, uh, this is what uh, the people who are in charge of caretaking these type of situations are telling me. Uh, and I have to just repeat what the mouthpieces tell me so the story will go away. And that's what I'm going to do. All right, so let us discuss. Are you buying the two apologies of Deshaun Jackson? Well, I'm not. Of course I'm not. Uh, now, my observations, you've got chutzpah, laryngitis, and hall pass, and we will lock all these things together. Now, number one. Number one. So Deshaun Jackson is not known as a deep thinker. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, he's pretty good at playing football. He's had a decorated career as a receiver, although lately he's been injury prone. Made a lot of money for his ability as a professional athlete, Uh, And I I hope he's paying some of that, I would assume, to this crisis management team that is overseeing this. The the whole situation you can file in the disingenuous category, uh, certainly can. Deshaun Jackson is a tool bag, uh, is what he is. And uh, now that said, he should not have apologized. I'm going to be very consistent here, and I'm going to give you my boilerplate advice. And I've been pretty straight on in all of these situations when it comes to public figures. They only make things worse. Drew Brees should not have apologized. Uh, you could say this is this is worse than what Drew Brees said. I would agree with you. But Deshaun Jackson should not have apologized. The first apology, talk about missing the mark, that was meaningless. The second one was even more awkward. And it just goes back to my theory here that when you issue these apologies, the 
people think they're disingenuous. I certainly thought Deshaun was disingenuous. Uh, so don't even do it. And, and plus, the, the second apology was, which was even more awkward. I'll tell you why. There's a roughly, I, I think I'm not wrong on this, a zero percent chance that Deshaun Jackson ever wrote a word of that apology. Now, what's my evidence? All you have to do is look at the way that he writes things on social media. He's not the most articulate scribe, uh, from what I've uh, seen of his social media posting. So uh, maybe he just dumbs it down on social media, but he really uh, you know, smartens it up when he wants to issue an apology. So the quasi apology, this is great. So I mentioned the first apology, and again, I'll go back to that if you missed it. Uh, he he said essentially, you took it the wrong way. You you were the problem. You took it the wrong way. So the second apology, which again, I don't even think it was written by him, but he signed his name on it, uh, and whoever wrote it, it's like whoa. Uh, my intention was to uplift, unite, and encourage our culture with positivity and light. Unfortunately, that did not happen. I unintentionally hurt the Jewish community in the process, and for that, I am sorry. All right, so again, I'm, I'm channeling, I'm going to the ever beyond and channeling my, my late grandfather who would scream a lot of profanity in Yiddish and uh, would say, the chutzpah, the chutzpah. Uh, Deshaun Jackson used a quote that said, Jews will blackmail and extort America for world domination, and he then issues two apologies, the first one saying, You're, you didn't get it the way I wanted it received, and then... <laughs> Nothing to see here. Uh, you know, he was just just trying to to split and unite. I guess at the same time, trying to to break people up and unite and uplift. He used uplift, unite, encourage. Yeah, all that, which I think would. You smell that chicken crap? That's what that is. Yep, chicken crap. All right. So Deshaun Jackson, who has also been sharing quotes of another lunatic, Louis Farrakhan, the famous anti-Semite himself. And uh, now Lewis, only, he doesn't only hate uh, the Jews, he also hates gay people. And he's the leader of the Nation of Islam, so uh, Jackson's gone down that rabbit hole. Now the second thing here, the most alarming part of this story, you know what it is? It's not what Deshaun Jackson said. There's probably a lot of guys in sports that feel the same way Deshaun Jackson does. I'm not naive to the world. I know how the world works. I think I've lived it in a few years. So I wasn't even like shocked by that. The most alarming thing which is another thing, it's really more about me than these guys, was how this entire episode has played out in the NFL community. And and the bigger sports community as well. Uh, And it's quite the juxtaposition between the pushback that Drew Brees received universally, condemnation from the jockocracy of the world, right? Everyone's just killing Drew Brees. and, And he had to bow on the knee and beg for forgiveness. Deshaun Jackson, he issued a couple of apologies, but it's not anywhere close to the same thing. So let's go back, you and I, to the Wayback Machine, uh, the beginning of June, I believe this was. And Drew Brees said in an interview with Yahoo Finance, I believe it was, uh, he said that he believed you should stand for Who? The- yeah, he said you should stand for the. I don't. I don't really look at Yahoo Finance, but anyway. Uh, so the reaction to that was so over the top. You had LeBron James leading the way. He had blown into the bugle and sounded the mob of athletes. So LeBron James and a host of players you've heard of, and some you haven't, who led a full-on attack against uh, Drew Brees. Uh, Richard Sherman said Brees was, quote, part of the problem. Aaron Rodgers demanded that we educate ourselves and use the Wake Up America hashtag. He used that. Jamal Adams of the Jets said, Damn it, Drew! The McCourty twins. Shout out, Patriots. 
called Drew Brees a disgrace. Malcolm Jenkins, who played in Philadelphia, now is with the Saints, he posted a video on uh, Drew Brees telling him to shut the F up. How about Shannon Sharp, TV guy, Shannon Sharp, who called for Drew Brees to be canceled? And do you know how many of these guys condemn the anti-Semitic comments of Deshaun Jackson? You want to take a guess? You got a number? How about none? Zippo, bupkis. The mob got laryngitis. The jock mob got laryngitis. Doesn't fit the agenda. Bunch of hypocrites. They're all a bunch of hypocrites. Of course, LeBron had his own do do with anti-Semitic stuff back in 2018. You can Google that. He was given clemency by the NBA, 2018. Now, we saved the biggest phony of them all for last, and that would be Steven Jackson, Mr. Wokey McWoke from the NBA, who called out Drew Brees, a bunch of foul language, and now, don't you love when things like this happen? He has now been exposed as an anti-Semite himself, right? He's his own douchebag. Uh, for his comments, now, Steven Jackson played a long time in the NBA, after Deshaun Jackson cited a fake Hitler quote, his response was, quote, he was trying, he, Jackson, was trying to educate people, and he's speaking the truth, Deshaun Jackson said. You heard that right, uh, or Stephen Jackson. Racist. Stephen Jackson, a former NBA player who I, I think pops up occasionally on CNN as a contributor, speaking the truth, he said, of Deshaun, uh, Deshaun uh, Jackson there. So there you go. All right, now, final point. Now, as you know, I am not, a supporter of the cancel culture. I'm not. And I do not believe that Deshaun Jackson should be fired. I don't think he will be fired. Uh, Just like I didn't think Grant Napier deserved to be removed as a talk show host and the voice of the Sacramento Kings because he dared say that all lives matter uh, should not have been canceled. He was. I didn't agree with it. Uh, I know common sense be damned. Listen, Deshaun Jackson's played a long time in the NFL. I'm assuming he didn't all of a sudden wake up and have these thoughts. He's had these thoughts for a while. But he has been issued a hall pass from the fraternity of pro football. And amongst his peers, now there was some media blowback, I'll give you that. There was some media blowback and there were a couple of apologies. The Eagles' ownership was upset. But amongst his contemporaries, this was neither humiliating or emasculating. It's not a problem. It's not. He's been given amnesty by his fellow players. Meaning what he said is not that out of bounds in the culture of an NFL locker room. Let that marinate for a little bit. The NFL community has spoken loud and clear, and really the woke community of sports. Tells you all you need to know about what's been going on here. Now, meanwhile, what about the the man that runs the NFL and has been running in circles to try to appease everyone in the last couple of months? Roger Goodell. How's he going to handle this? Now, the NFL traditionally has said these are team matters, not league matters, but we know Goodell loves to pander. So what is the plan here? Are they going to issue some kind of sizzle reel? Uh, and, and and say we're all united with the Jewish community? Is that what they're going to do? Uh, what kind of pandering are we looking at? I guess the obvious one, the easiest one, would be just play the Israeli national anthem right after. Now, do you play it? You have to play it before the black anthem, and then you can play the U.S. anthem? Is that how this works? I'm not sure how this all works, because remember, I, I made the joke about how it's going to be like the Boston Racist. Pops. It's going to be like the Boston Pops before these NFL games with Everyone who's offended, they got to play the anthem. So we got the black anthem, we got the now the Israeli anthem, and then eventually we'll get to the U.S. anthem. And we have another like couple of months before the regular season in the NFL. So there's several more things that can happen. We could get like four or five songs before we get to the NFL games. 
Uh, there you go. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We have another outrage. You give us 10 minutes, we will give you a sports outrage. Now, this comes from the world of baseball, talking baseball. It does not involve a player or a coach. It does not involve an executive or an owner. In fact, it doesn't even involve a team. This story involves an umpire, a notorious figure in baseball circles, Joe West. Now, if you are not a news hound and you pay a little attention, but you don't pay that much attention, maybe you miss this, but 
Perhaps you know, but if you know, I'll just give you the the brief version of events here. The abridged comment. So, so Joe West has announced that he is going to work the 2020 season, despite his age. And certainly at that age, you could bow out. No one would, would look the other way. So this caused a backlash by woke baseball writers who were very upset. Not so much that Joe West is going to umpire. That's bad enough. But it's the comments he made because he did not follow the talking points, Joe West, and that outraged a lot of people because Joe West says that he doesn't use the word, quote, believe uh, that all these deaths uh, have been from coronavirus. That's the money quote which ignited the mob, and he also claimed that he's lost a bunch of weight, Joe West, in the offseason, 25 pounds or so, he says. What if he's doing intermittent fasting? Anyway, he said he's lost 25 pounds since last season, playing golf every day, living his best life, says he's fine and he's not going to back down now. He is going to continue on. He's a lifer. And he's also closing in on a record for games umpired. He's, I think, 65 or so games away. And so he's going to have to come back in 2021, assuming he is able to umpire 60 games or so this year, at least 50 games. He probably won't do all of them, uh, but then he'll have to come back. And then at that point, I would imagine he would say, bye-bye, I'm out of here, see you later. So let us discuss the question. When you first saw this Joe West story, and maybe now is the first you're hearing of it, what do you think? Right? What do you think? So I've got Mark Twain, lighter fluid, and the court system. And we will combine all these things together. Now, first of all, This is actually something I think Joe West should not be attacked for. I don't know if you go as far as good job by Joe West, but I do like people that show up to their jobs and people that want to work. I think that is something where I, that's how I was raised. And a lot of people, I don't know, he shouldn't work. It's bad, bad, bad for his health. I respect the hustle. Now, maybe that makes me a bad person in your eyes, but I respect people that work hard. Whatever your job is, whether you're an umpire, you're a truck driver, you're stocking shelves in a grocery store all night, I I respect people that put in an honest day's work and bust their ass. Uh, I do. And you know, it's very easy to take the easy road, right? Take the, the, the path of least resistance. And he would have gotten paid money for nothing, didn't have to come back an umpire, but West... Was he was designated as a high risk coronavirus person by Major League Baseball, which means he could have opted out, could being a weasel word. He would have gotten full salary, all the benefits that come with being an umpire, and they make a lot of money. Joe West is well compensated. He's not making millions, but he's in the hundreds of thousands to be an umpire. So I've maintained my position. I'm a believer in freedom of choice. Bravo, Joe, right? Bravo, Joe. And he's not somebody who's drinking the same groupthink Kool-Aid that a lot of the media is, and that's upsetting the media. And they're they're upset with his position. How dare you? You're, you're not following the talking points here. And I understand in 2020 things are different, and it's a weird time and all that. But I still believe, maybe not, he's entitled to his position here. And Of course, the mob is making him out to be a heathen. It's their way or the highway. And uh, I would just say, you know, Joe West has looked around and done his own own research, it would appear. 
And that's not a bad life hack. You can form your own opinion. You don't have other people have to tell you their opinion and then base your opinion off that. And, and maybe you agree with popular opinion if you look at the, the numbers that are available on the internet. Or it's possible you'll find out that there's some manure mixed in there and there's some manipulation of numbers in there. It really has been an oil painting in terms of twisting the narrative to fit the doom and gloom that you're trying to sell. And I have friends of mine that work in the news business. I, I was talking to somebody, actually, I was on my walk because I don't go to the gym anymore. But I, I was on my walk, and I was on, the, I was on the phone, actually, talking to somebody who's a news reporter. And I was like, you have mastered the art of panic peddling. You really have. It's a gold mine, And TV has really put a masterpiece. It's masterpiece theater out there. And I, as I, and we were going back and forth. I was like, I understand the studies where, where people are scared. They're going to watch the news more. But it, it reminds me of an old Mark Twain quote that there are three kinds of lies, right? Lies, damn lies, and statistics. And Joe West is 67 years old. He's from the old school, right? He's from the old school. And if he wants to umpire, good for him. Mazel tov. Go out there and umpire. Different strokes from different folks. And it's it's an interesting juxtaposition on this one, though, compared to like David Price. David Price, who's only in his mid-30s, but he doesn't think it's safe enough or he's just not really motivated to play, either one, which is fine. I mean, I've done the monologue. I've ranted, I believe the Dodgers are actually better off without these services of David Price on the field. Now, the second part of this, in terms of umpiring style, Joe West has been a gift from the gods for those of us that do this kind of work that are sports gas bags because I know... Very confident when a baseball season begins that over the course of that baseball season, Country Joe or Cowboy Joe, whatever you want to call him, he is going to stir the pot. He's going to stir the pot is what he's going to do several times. And Joe West is the epitome of the confrontational confrontational umpire uh, is what he is. And, and he doesn't mind a face-to-face stare down. And I know that baseball wants the umpires to have no personality and uh, they want to quote Aaron Rodgers, relax, uh, is what they want. Calm things down, calm the waters, everything's good here, calm the waters, right? They want to do that whole thing. And and it really is working because of the way that umpires, the younger generation of umpires are. But I, in that regard, I have a love-hate relationship with Joe West. Do I think he's a terrible umpire? Yes, I believe he's a terrible umpire. But he's good for what I do. So you see the quagmire that I have here when you talk about Joe West. The newer umpires, are, they're, they're all cut out of the same cloth. They have no personality. They're all like robots. And eventually they'll get to robot umpires and drone umpires and the supercomputer's going to call balls and strikes and all that. As long as you have no personality, you're allowed to be an umpire. But some of my fondest memories, and I guess I'll date myself, but some of my fondest memories of watching baseball when I was growing up was a kind of boring game that wasn't really, didn't have a lot of juice, and then an umpire would run out of the dugout and get in the face of the home plate umpire, and it was on like Donkey Kong. They were in a spitting match. Remember Tommy Lasorda had some legendary 
confrontations with umpires years ago. Earl Weaver, another, you know, Earl Weaver's been gone for a few years. Billy Martin also gone. Lou Pinella, somewhat more recently. Lou Pinella famously kicking dirt and having a hissy fit and all that. Remember Lloyd McClendon when he was managing the Pirates and he got upset with the umpire and he took, I think it was third base, he ripped third base out and walked back into the clubhouse with the base to get back at the umpire. And you know, Joe West is obviously still around. He's he's the last of the Mohegans, and uh, and it was crazy. It was first base, by the way. It was first base that uh, McClendon saw. I knew it was either third or first. I had a 50-50 chance. I had a 50-50 chance, but it was it was first base. So anyway, the the umpires, other than Joe West, I remember Ken Kaiser uh, was, a, was a crazy guy. Eric Gregg, and who could forget, if you're old enough to remember, I think it was the National League Championship Series, Braves and Marlins, where he called everything a strike. <laughs> everything was a strike. He wanted to get the game over with. Uh, Tim McClellan, um, there was a guy who's, you know, he's also been dead for years, Derwood Merrill was an American League umpire, and uh, I, I got a kick out of him because he would call a strike, but he would turn and point to someone in the crowd, and that always annoyed the hell out of the players. They were so annoyed by that. All right, final thoughts. So this is about Joe West. Now, Joe West says he does not believe all the deaths are from COVID that are being reported as deaths of the coronavirus, which is being just annihilated by the baseball media and the, some of the other branches of the media. But it has it's that's not actually an unreasonable position considering early on in this uh, the numbers were being screwed. It's it's not an outrageous tinfoil hat type of conspiracy. In fact, it's been proven some of it. Now, how many is up for debate? But the other thing that annoys me about this conversation when this comes up, and I see my my friends, people I know in the in the sports media that that just take the low hanging fruit, which is the most delicious fruit, and go with it, and. The thing about this that is being ignored, and this always bothers me, so you can report, yeah, the cases are going up, but it's the agenda, right? It's the the good news is swept under the rug. You don't want to report the good news. You want to sell the bad news. You don't want to calm people down. The media's job is not to calm you down. The media's job, in this case, is to ratchet up emotion is what it is, right? In the court system, there's a term for this. It's called a lie by omission. And it essentially means you just leave important details out that would certainly change the facts of the case. For example, there's a lot of this that just doesn't get reported. The death rate has declined nationally by 76% for the coronavirus over the last 10 weeks, down 76%. Is that being reported wide across the... uh, I don't think it is. Maybe I missed it. Uh, In March, uh, 7%, way back in March, 7% of people that were hospitalized with COVID died. That's a 7% death rate. Today, it's at 1% and continues to go down. But you're not allowed to celebrate that. You're not. Uh, and those, those parts of the story uh, are upsetting. So listen, Joe West wants to work. He's made his decision. And if something happens to Joe West then he's going to have to deal with that. But that's his decision, and that's fine. And, and I say good for Joe West. The guy wants to show up, and he could take the easy road, as we said, and get paid and not have to worry about it, but he wants to do it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic, every home run, every hit, every inning, every play, from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, here we go, Kubalo. Ben, so there was uh, lots of reaction to uh, pictures of Zion Williamson, who reportedly lost fat and gained muscle during uh, quarantine. J.J. Reddick said that he looked like a superhero. Should the league be scared, Ben? No! Are you kidding? You know, I don't know if you're scared. First of all, Zion Williamson, who, he didn't look that different to me. I, he's trimmed up a little bit. But it looked like there was some good lighting there. His muscles are more toned and he's more defined. He, But the proof is in the pudding here. And just because he looks better in swim trunks at the pool in Orlando does not mean that it's going to lead to better basketball performance. He was playing well anyway. Right? I mean, so I guess see if he, when he comes back, there's going to be a lot of rusty players playing basketball 
I imagine it's going to be pretty ugly. And the second part, listen, the NBA needs Zion Williamson. He is the next face of the NBA marketing department. That's why they brought back all these bad teams because they want to make sure Zion is playing in the the fake bubble in Orlando. All right, next. So, Ben, a little while ago, Melvin Gordon was uh, signed by the Broncos. The idea is kind of a two-running-back attack here, but he was on a podcast uh, earlier this week, and he admitted he he knows there can only really be one number one back in in Denver. Who do you think that's going to end up being? Yeah, so I'm not going with Gordon. I'm going to go with Philip Lindsay, who was already there. And uh, the Melvin Gordon thing, I feel like he should still be on double-secret probation, A, because of the shenanigans with the Chargers, and there's there was no real market for him. I don't know why John Elway had to bring this guy in. It didn't make a lot of sense. They didn't really need him. And Philip Lindsay, who's not, I mean, this guy's not great either, but he had a better season. He averaged more yards per carry over 16 games, and he had, he, I believe he has had much better ball secure. I don't think he's even fumbled as opposed to Melvin Gordon, who does put the, ball, the bug on the rug, as they say there. So... Uh, I'm going to go with Lindsey. Uh, now, now, I think the Broncos are going to shove Gordon down people's throats because they signed him and they have to justify the signing. But based on just ability, I would go with Lindsey. All right, next. Well, J.R. Smith admitted that he went through a depressed state being out of the NBA, uh, so much so that he stopped playing NBA 2K because it reminded him of not being in the league. Uh, ben, when you went on your uh, involuntary hiatus, yeah, were you still able to listen to the radio? Uh, no, I didn't, well, I, did, I don't, try, I try not to listen to the radio that much anyway, because I don't want, you know, other people do their own thing, I try to do my own thing, but when I was on the beach for six months and 26 days, Coop, back, a very dark day in radio, in 2009, 11 years ago, uh, I was just trying to stay busy, I was, I was getting auditions, uh, you know, I, I heard, I did listen a little bit, there were a lot of people that were a bunch of hacks that were on the radio, that upset me, but... Uh, I, I do think radio is an art, and when it's done right, and when it's not done right, it sounds like a finger painting, so I try to avoid it. But no, I, I was actually auditioning for different jobs. I had a gig in Boston. I auditioned for one in Southern California. I was actually close to a job in New York when Fox Sports Radio called me to come back here, so I'm, I'm happy about that because yeah, at that time, I couldn't really leave uh, L.A. For, for other reasons. All right, anyway, how do we do, Koopa Loop? I mostly agreed with you. You pass. Yeah, I'll take that. The last guy in law school is still a lawyer. Let's welcome in our contestants. We'll go to, who do we have here? Let's see. We have Blind Scott, who's in Boston. Hello, Blind Scott. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mookie Betts didn't do his micro and meca- uh, micro and macro economics classes before he uh, played baseball, so that's why he screwed out all his money, you know? Well, to be fair, nobody predicted a global pandemic that was not on the radar. So yeah, and then Deshaun Jackson, he needs to go to he needs to go to church and stop watching adult movies. That's what corrupted his brain, I think. <laughs> you think? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not going to even. All right. You don't really want to play the game. No, I do. Time. Yeah, yeah. I want to play. I'm good. I haven't even smoked. I'm fresh. You know. I think I'll win. Yeah. You know. Actually. Okay. All right. Hold on a second. All right, who else you want, Cooper? We got, we got. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you want to pick Cooper? I'll have Eddie pick. Which one do you want? Yeah, I have Eddie pick. Coop hates picking. All right, so we have a goofy caller. We have an older caller who's annoying, and we have a younger caller who's annoying. So, which one do you want to pick? Um, <laughs> boy, those are not very good choices. No, um, no, 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 no. 
I guess let's go with Goofy, and maybe we'll get some fun, funny, funny business. All right, there. congratulations, Eddie. You have picked Phylexis oh, outside of Buffalo, New York. <laughs> Psychotic, not Goofy. Hello, Phylexis. Oh, we can beat Blind Scott, Eddie. You know I want you for my partner. Oh, we God. Can oh, congratulations, Eddie. Be, be careful what you ask for. All right, uh, hold on a second. Well, let's see. Blind Scott could pick Eddie. Hold, Blind Scott, who do you want to partner up with, Blind Scott? Um, I'll take Eddie because Phylexis is an alcoholic. That's why he's missing all his toes, so he's a joke. We're going to crush him. He's probably wow. 10 sheets okay. to the window. Like, oh, all right. Phylexis, uh, sorry you, you don't get to partner up with Eddie. Who do you want to play with, Phylexis? Roberto. I never all had right, a message thank God. before. <laughs> Mazel Thank you, sweet baby Jesus. All right. Everyone, hold on. This ought to be entertaining. Phylexis is Roberto. Blind Scott is saying mean things to Phylexis with Eddie. And we'll have Password, the word game of the stars. And we'll get to that. We'll do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Attention, everyone. And the password is Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. So I'm going to set the line on this game at minus 750. Blind Scott and Eddie are a minus 750 favorite against Phylexis and Roberto, which implies an 88% chance that Blind Scott and Eddie will win. But uh, we've seen bigger upsets before. So we have a list of words, guys. Those are the teams. And uh, who was on the air first? I think Phylexis was, right? I think so. Oh, no. Was no, it, it was Blind, oh, Blind Scott. Scott? Oh, you're right. Blind Scott. All right. Blind Scott, pick a number one to ten. Uh, number seven. All right. Blind Scott from Boston's pick number seven. Go ahead there, Eddie. All right. Uh, the clue is donation. Uh, fundraiser. No. no that's incorrect. Oh, yeah. All right. So see if Flexus can take advantage. Roberto? Come uh, on, Bobby. Uh <laughs> Word is wow. um Jeez, that's uncomfortable. Philanthropy. What? Speak English. <laughs> <laughs> Philanthropy. That's a good word. Philanthropy. I've never heard that word. <laughs> oh wow. I'll say offerings. Offerings, okay. That's a terrible answer. Uh, that was actually a good clue. That by was Roberto. a good clue, yeah. And you screwed it uh, up, Alexis. How dare you? All right, uh, yeah, you screwed up, Bobby. Uh, uh, let's see. Drag uh, queen caller, Alexis. Donation. Uh, my favorite Republican. Uh, how about uh, compassion? Oh, uh, sympathy. And the Puck podcast is released later on today. Well, the last part of that is correct. The first part, though, was, was no. not correct. No. Oh, this is going. This is a disaster. Alexis, you suck, Alexis. I'm. All right, calm down, ass. Scott. Calm down. <laughs> I, like Get Scott the gets... out of your butt there, Blind Scott. All right. No, you know, stop, you idiots. You know, you know what will happen. All right. All right. Yeah, go ahead. Flexus. Come uh, on, Bobby. Flexus. His name's Roberto. Go ahead, Roberto. Uh, endowment. Admire. Admire? He said endowment, and you said admire? <laughs> wow. All right. All right, Blind Scott gets his Blind Scott wins. Blind, Blind Scott, let's review here, okay? for idiots. Here we go. I've said don- Maybe we should pass this one. We're wasting time. I've said donation. I've said compassion. Um, and you're cheating. How about contribution? 
um, Jewish vocational services. <laughs> you don't know. Shut up. <laughs> Come on, Bobby. Right. Well, Come on, Bobby. I think I got it. All right, hurry up. I got to throw the word out. Or you want to go? Is it giving? Assi- no, no. Assistance. Okay. Assistance. I feel like some None of you gave oh, the I get foundation. The I get the number a, number one. No, Boots the word. Them. The word was Boots if you them. make if you make a donation, you make it to a charity. Number one, come on, let's go. The word was charity. You. The word was charity. You dummies. All right, next. All Whatever. Right. Okay, number one. Go ahead, Eddie uh, or Scott. Rather, pick a number one to ten. Me. Uh, uh, oh no, four, and Philexis. Whatever, Philexis. Go ahead, Flex. You guys both well, suck. Go ahead, one, you idiot. Flexus <sighs> drink too many natural ices. They melt. Number one. All right, let's go with. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is terrible. God. Pasture. Alexis didn't go to Boston University, that's for sure. Neither did you. Oh, uh, I went to Harvard. Eddie's, you say, Eddie's brother went to BU. Yeah. Brother-in-law. Yeah. Pasture. Yeah. BU. You, you have B-O. B-O. What? what? Uh, yeah. B-O. Yeah. Oh, my God. He got it right. That's B-O. Yeah. Oh, my wait, God. What? Alexis what? got it right. What did he say? What? What? Wait a minute. What did you say, Alexis? He said he had B-O. No. Say again, Alexis. Field. He got it right. Okay. Yeah, Eddie, right. you're losing. Yeah, Eddie. All right. right. Let's go, Scott. Pick a number. Number two. Number two. Number two. Number two. Go ahead, Eddie. Nope. All right. Come on now, Scott. Um, <laughs> wait. Did, yeah. This is awkward. Oh, uh, yeah. Huh. All right. Um, you want to throw that out, Eddie? You want to? Uh, I mean, I think we should. All right, throw it out. Throw it. Pick another number, Scott. I'm cheating already. Uh, number one. Number one. Number we, we, one. We, we just did number one. Number one. Yeah, number number one. Can't you see that? Number three. Number oh, three. God. Uh, uh, number I'll do the one. I'll do the Maller maneuver, Scott. I'll do the Maller maneuver. All right. All right. All right. All right. Insurance. Uh, business. Oh, no! no! It's not called insurance business! No oh, one says that! Company. We're out of time! It's insurance policy, and that's oh an upset of century! Flexus! An 88% chance of losing, and Flexus won the wow. game! Oh, Eddie, oh my god. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A A podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at first first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. 
Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.